0: to lesbian Moms, Big Adventures in Queer Parenting from Two Moms. I'm Lindsay, I'm Lana, and here we will share our highs and lows, laughs and cries, successes and mistakes, and
1: everything in between on our journey as first-time parents. tuning in to our next episode of
0: Lesbian Moms Podcast. We are super excited today because we have our first special guest, Christina Pedroza, mom of two. Welcome, Christina.
2: Thank you. I'm so honored to be here and your first guest. That's super cool. This week, we're gonna talk to you about
1: What it's like having two.
0: Yes. The
2: big family of four... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's been um it's been great and scary and really hard, but uh, we have a 20-month-old year girl and a 4-month-old and they both just turned 20 and 4 months. The first one 100% planned, the second one was a surprise. Um, <laughs> so we're, we're adjusting to this life of two under 2.
0: Two under 2, yes. Yeah. So they are yeah. technically 16 months apart.
2: Yeah, yeah. They're like 15, 16 months apart. Wow. What
0: was it like when you found out that you were pregnant the second time around, especially unplanned?
2: <laughs> well, I was completely like in denial. I just thought I was just sick, and I had been sick for a couple weeks. And my mom encouraged me to take a pregnancy test, but I was like, there's no way. Uh, mm-hmm. I had just like, what what's it called when you stop nursing? Uh, Wayne. Yes, I had just finished weaning um, Lucy, and then right after that, I'm by now I'm pregnant again. Wow! Wow! Um, so it was like a mix of emotions because I wasn't planning on it, but I think it took a couple months where like the excitement just kind of eventually started like building up, and then we're like, okay, we can imagine ourselves with a family of four, and then full on acceptance, and now she's here. Still, there are moments where I'm like kind of in shock, and I'm like, wow, have a baby, or like. I feel like it's groundhog day and I'm like, I just did this last year.
0: (laughs) Just curious. So you were weaning her off like around nine months.
2: I think it was like closer to like six months.
0: Yeah. Because I know sometimes it can be hard to like get pregnant if you're still breastfeeding because you just don't know, you know, your cycle is kind of like shifted off. It's hard to know when you're ovulating.
2: Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of what I was thinking when I was nauseous. I thought it could be just like the hormones doing weird things. And I was like texting friends. I'm like, did you experience this? Like Mm -hmm. I have a headache and I feel really nauseous like all the time. Um, But it didn't really, it it wasn't like a thought in my head that I could be pregnant until I took the test. But even then I'm like, there's no way.
1: Had your cycle returned to normal or not yet?
2: Yeah, it was like inconsistent, but I had already started my cycle back up. Having your period. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that is such a shock.
0: I know just from obviously being friends, I know that Art, your husband was kind of excited right because he definitely wanted to have two
2: yes exactly I think like I was just in shock because I had kind of recently gone back to work after having gone on maternity leave so when I found out I was just like completely shocked and like thinking about my career growth and like what this would mean for me and like I I was just scared so it was really nice that like when he found out the news that he was excited about it and mm-hmm. super supportive and positive
0: positive. and how did it go at work when did you so, tell them?
2: I think I gave him like th- three months notice which Two. is still pretty generous the people I told most of them were pretty um like happy for me the ones that like have children especially the other ones that they're kind of like <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking they're um. pregnant again <laughs> they're like you know how this happens right
1: but <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know I feel like that sucks though because I'm sure it had to probably cross your mind that oh god I have to go back on maternity leave and, yeah and that's like you don't want yeah it seems like that would be people kind of like
2: I it was kind of funny uh just like a funny thing like the first Time I went on maternity leave, like my work did, like this party, and I got like a super generous gift. And then the second time was like, nothing, nothing. (laughs) They're like,
0: we already did it.
2: (laughs) It was like a quiet goodbye. (laughs) I don't know
0: if it's something with like the American work culture, but it does seem like when you're pregnant and you have to tell your coworkers, you almost feel like you're inconveniencing them.
2: Yes. And that's totally how I felt. (laughs) Um, And I do feel like, um, because I did tell like some people in um, South America and and some colleagues in like Canada. And it was interesting, like the people, especially in Canada, they're like, don't worry about it. Don't even think about work. Just like, this is a happy moment. You just live your life. Work will be here when you get it back. Uh, right. Just the way, the tone of how they received it and like what they're telling me was super reassuring and like made me feel good. I definitely think like for the American side, there are some, like the moms were like super excited, but also like the enthusiasm wasn't quite like the Canadians. For
0: sure. Yeah. I mean, I even remember when I returned back to work full time, I feel like people were like, thank God you're back. Oh, I'm so glad I don't have to cover like X, Y, Z. And it it almost made me feel bad.
2: And it's also hard, like when you go back and people are like, oh, you're so lucky you're gone so long. It was like you're on sabbatical. Exactly. And that was like the hardest time chapter of my life, like the newborn phase, at least what I thought was the hardest chapter.
0: Yeah, let's get into the the big questions. Is two kids harder than one?
2: It definitely is. Um And I was freaked out about having two people kind of scary about it because they tell you like, oh, the oldest one will go through regression. How I feel is that it's not as scary as I thought it would be but it definitely is challenging. And my husband would agree that we're like, sometimes it feels like we're holding on by a thread, kind of surviving and just going through the motions. Cause it's hard having two babies. They're at different skill levels in like the impulse control, like the oldest one doesn't have it yet. So it's like, you're constantly having to be intentional with them in different ways always like watching them like a hawk because the oldest one she's like super affectionate and she wants to like hug her little sister but she can almost like crush her (laughs) so you it's like you can't take a break when they're both together
0: and what did you mean by the regression
2: i heard a lot that people would be like oh your your oldest will regress it'll affect her sleep and naps and like how she eats or she'll like start having a bunch of tantrums just, like, her a shock to her to not be the only baby. But I right. think, like, the benefit of having them so close together is that uh Lucy, the oldest baby, I think we're at a point where she doesn't even remember being the only one. She kind of just, like, within, like, the second week got used to, like, seeing this other little baby around. Right. And now we're in a routine. Like, every morning she comes and says hi to her sister. And uh she gets, gets excited to see her. And she's kind of, like really embrace like this role of sister which is like funny because she's a baby herself but like when the baby is crying like lucy will run and get her pacifier or like is super concerned and wants to give her a hug so it's it's very sweet to see those little moments
0: yeah that is super awesome did you always want to
2: have two uh i imagined that i would have more just because i came from hmm. a family of six as of right now we're pretty decided that Two is a good number for us, like financially and mentally. And it's even nice when we go out to eat that we can be at a four-top table um, and that when we travel... One of us has like one baby and it it's manageable.
1: Mm-hmm. Otherwise, then you're outnumbered.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, I feel like one thing of that I've heard from other parents that have two is this thing of like tag teaming one partner is with one baby and then one, the other partner is with the other one and then you'll like switch. Do you feel like that is sort of your family dynamic or?
2: Yeah, it totally is. We each take one and do bedtime um, but we mix it up so sometimes I'll take Lucy sometimes I'll take Joe loading them in the car seat like we just try to be efficient like someone has to take one of the babies and uh, the other one and I don't even know how else it could work because there have been times where I've had to have both of them at the same time Um, and that's hard and it I made it work but it was like really hard especially like when you feel like you've like fulfilled one's needs for example I put Lucy down for bed and she was going to sleep. And then I went to go put Joe start Joe's like bedtime routine. But then I heard on the video camera that Lucy was like screaming. She's like, Mama, Mama. But at the same time, I'm like nursing Joe and I can't like immediately stop and go to run to Lucy. So once I finished up with Joe, I like checked in on Lucy. But at that point, she had already fallen asleep. But it's like moments like that that are kind of heartbreaking where I have to like prioritize the need, their needs when I'm just by myself.
1: I'm sure that is so hard to do. And that's mm-hmm. I feel like is that part of the kind of when you said you are hanging on by a thread, like is yeah, that kind of a moment where you're like, oh my god.
2: That definitely is one of the moments and then moments when they're like both screaming at the top of their lungs. And if everything feels like complete chaos, yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing right now to like help take care of yourself?
2: I started seeing a therapist, so that's been helped a lot. I wear headphones when like we were dealing with the witching hour, which I really appreciated hearing on your guys's witching hour podcast. Um, yeah, episode it's been on. so helpful wearing headphones.
0: Oh, and, I'm glad we. Got- oh, I- Yeah, Good tip.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And I've been um, making lists. I'm usually like the planner, the list maker. So I've had to be better about delegating like household chores and just like everyday stuff for us to like be able to function. I think I'm going off on a tangent. I'm losing the self-care aspect of this. But um, (laughs) yeah, we we haven't figured out the self-care yet. It feels hard right now, breastfeeding and... What's challenging is that she's not taking a bottle right now. Mm, okay. So once she we figure that out, I'll have a little bit more independence and I can go and do whatever I want. But Arturo did sign me up for like a uh, ceramics class, so I'm starting that tomorrow. Actually, oh. Oh, I love so ceram- that's my self care. That's my break.
1: Getting working things out in clay is a really uh, satisfying release.
2: Yeah, it'll be great to get away for a couple hours yeah
0: that sounds fun what is the sleep situation like
2: lucy has been sleep trained since she was like around five to six months so most of the time i can just put her down and she'll go to sleep she's been going through like a sleep progression and teething so it hasn't been as predictable Mm -hmm. um so we'll put her down and then for joe um she doesn't go down as easily but we're gonna start sleep training soon um but usually she'll go to sleep around like between nine and like 10 30
0: and is she in your room
2: yeah she's in my room I have like a little mini crib in there and then she wakes up once or twice a night but usually it's just once which I feel like we got really lucky yeah that's great (laughs) yeah
0: old baby yeah that's where we were with Francis uh, around four months. I think she was waking up about once. And shortly after that, she was sleeping through the night. Was it difficult? Like you kind of spoke a little bit about like at first when you had this newborn and then you also have a toddler. Was that, you know, for those first couple months, was that just super hard? Because I I'm, I imagine Josephine was waking up, obviously probably every few hours to feed.
2: Yeah, that was hard. And I, I, I kind of, Felt like until I was getting more sleep, I kind of felt like a shell of a person. Mm -hmm. Um, But now now that she's only waking up once, it's much better. I think like once she's sleep trained, we get the girls in sharing a room and have like a routine, and that's working. Like things will feel a lot better. But right now, it's kind of like it still feels like we're winging it. Especially when Lucy, the oldest one, is teething. Sometimes she'll wake up in the middle of the night. She'll wake up, and then an hour later, Joe wakes up.
0: My goodness! Oh, no.
2: <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's like the routine. Like, I think everything just feels super unpredictable right now.
1: I feel like the unpredictability sometimes is feels overwhelming and difficult.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. You
1: just
0: don't know what the night will hold. You are like, will this be a good <laughs> night? Well, I only get two hours of sleep?
2: Yeah, exactly. Last night I was like, I really miss when Lucy would go to sleep at seven, and then there were a couple times. Joe went to sleep at 7.30. And I'm like, we should try to do that. And we tried to do it. Lucy went to sleep easily. And then Joe, we were passing back and forth for like two hours until like nine o'clock. Oh, man.
0: And okay, because we haven't experienced teething yet, which is... I mean, Francis is almost nine months. Lana didn't get her first tooth till she was one. And I, I kind of feel like it's seeming like Francis is on that trajectory. With the teething, what do you do? Do you just go in and be with her? Or do you kind of like just let her... Fuss it out
2: well when it's really bad she's kind of inconsolable so she does require some Tylenol um and then I do pick her up and like rock her and try to soothe her teething is one of the rare times where she'll just be like screaming crying and there's like it doesn't seem like she can soothe herself at that point I would say like as far as teething her molars were the worst okay that seemed like it lasted like a month She would cry, like, waking up, and, like, even, like, before eating, or, like, while she was eating, she would start crying because her teeth hurt so bad. But you could do things like, there's, like, a thing that looks like a pacifier, but it's, like, a net. So I would put, like, frozen blueberries in there, and she would just, like, gnaw on that. Uh, And we have a bunch of, they're not chew toys. I can't think of what they're called, but um, we have a lot of those. Um, Yeah, teethers, that's right. (laughs) Um, But she doesn't really take to those, so the Tylenol... I don't, I, I was just give her the Tylenol. I know some people feel weird about giving the pain medication, but it's worse to see her in pain. And I did talk to her pediatrician and it was like every day, it seems like I'm giving her Tylenol like once while she's going through like this short burst of teething. And they just said like, that's fine. Cause it's temporary and whatever to um take away the pain. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah, for sure
0: how has lucy handled being a big sister and and sort of how did you prepare her for being a sibling
2: but we did try some some tech like tools to like get her prepared we got her a baby doll and we would be talking about the baby and how the baby's sleeping and i think she was kind of too young though to be interested in the baby doll because she would just like fling it um <laughs> <laughs> uh whenever we didn't bring out the baby clothes we'd be like hey this is your sister your sister's going to have some clothes and uh this is where your sister will sleep and just kind of preparing her in that way i don't know if it really did because when she met her sister it, she looked like she was she was in shock. She just didn't know how to process everything. And I i would say it took like two weeks for her to be interested in her. But after those two weeks, she's been like, she's like so affectionate and loves to give her kisses and hugs. She kind of has had a couple like jealous streaks. Like if Joe has a blanket on her, she'll throw the blanket off of her. We'll tell her like, oh, that's Joe's toy. Can you hand her the toy? And she does. And then it's like, she's like, thinking she takes a minute to think and she's like no 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 and then she grabs the toy and takes it away so we're seeing some episodes of like <laughs> jealousy and uh mm-hmm. being possessive of things but it's nothing um really extreme right now mm-hmm. it's probably when joe um gets opinionated and can like fight for herself
1: <laughs> yeah you're got a newborn and then kind of still a newborn entering infant stage but then and also one kind of entering toddler stage i feel like the toddler is just a whole different child (laughs) i'm not
0: prepared for yeah we don't feel like we're prepared we um we've been hanging out with some friends who have two and three-year-olds and it's just like it can be real wild super fun but they can just be like Tasmanian devils just like, you know, throwing things. And I, yeah. I think you're kind of in shock when we are around um, <laughs> toddler friend, friends of ours that have toddlers. And we're just like, wow, oh, we have this sweet little baby, little infant who is pretty mild mannered and like has a calm demeanor. And we just are like, oh my God, she's going to grow into this.
2: <laughs> yep. And we're going through that right now. We're starting to see more of like a picky face of like, with food like sometimes she doesn't want her peas touching her pasta or like one day she loves the pasta and then the next day she hates the pasta she's throwing the pasta like if we move a toy that she's playing with she'll, that like will set her off like you don't know what these triggers will be it's kind of <laughs> I think that's like the challenging part for this phase is like them just getting more particular Mm-hmm. And then learning about what their preferences are. And then also knowing that it changes every day. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, How would have the babies, Joe and Lucy, have they been different in terms of personality and, or like kind of general disposition? I We ask this because other p- parents we've talked to who have two often say like one of the babies was a great baby and then one was a terrible baby. And they're like, I basically, they have told us like, because we've had a kind of easy baby with Francis, They're like, if you have a second one, it probably will be a harder baby. But how has your experience been?
2: I kind of, um, while I was pregnant, I kind of set up the expectation that the second one would be so much harder. Uh, it like,
0: was a good baby, right?
2: Yeah, I expected like the exact opposite. But so far, it's not like completely different. It feels like too soon to tell. I think they're like kind of like small things that I'm noticing that are different like Lucy was like a pretty independent baby like you put her down and she'd like just fall asleep she didn't get like overly attached to like nursing um so weaning her was like super easy and she took to like all kinds of bottles never was picky about that or formula this baby Joe so it seems like she um gets a lot more comfort from nursing and I think that's why like us trying to transition to a bottle is like really hard and this is new for us um mm-hmm. and it's just like trial and error we haven't figured it out yet i've tried like 3 different bottles and still trying to figure out what works um and then as far as like napping so far she's like more about like contact naps more so than like lucy and um baby wearing she likes that contact lucy i think felt trapped that she didn't like to be worn in the little carrier Mm-hmm. so it's like differences like that the personalities i don't know it's too soon to tell yet i i feel like i don't know joe i just, i don't know her fully yet
1: yeah and i think even at four months it was hard to see what their personality is like even now like we're starting to see francis's personality but yeah it's evolving it evolves yeah. but i think that is really interesting that there are these just preferential differences and basic things like eating and sleeping and or
0: contact and what kind yeah. of carrier they want to be in or if they like a bouncer or not I'm sure that all shifts and yeah. I when I was saying it, it's funny because like, I realized that I just was saying like oh we had a good baby versus a bad baby and <laughs> that is I've obviously I'm adding a lot of judgment to that and that is what people say like oh she's such a good baby but really I'm I mean like more of a mild calmer baby as opposed to someone that's more a baby that's more expressive and not necessarily bad or good but yeah that is oh it's
2: not a bad baby (laughs) right right. no no I I understood no I was like expecting like a monster baby that would not sleep that cried all the time my expectations were so extreme that what I have now like it doesn't phase me but also I'm not as phased because like I just went through it last year Having a newborn. And I think, like, having a newborn for the first time, I think that's a lot harder than the second time.
0: Yeah. That was a question we had about, um, like, if you felt more prepared with the second yeah. baby, because now I feel like if we were to have a second one, I think I'd feel a lot more confident. Whereas, you know, you're going through this experience for the first time, everything's so new. You're kind of like, oh my God, am I doing it right?
2: Yeah. I, I do think, like, the second time you have some, like, tricks up your sleeve. And you know what to expect, like around like the two week mark, um, I think is when they can get colicky and their stomachs are like super uh, sensitive and they get super gassy and it's painful. I remember when... We experienced that with Lucy. I was freaking out, and I'm like, "What's wrong with her? She won't stop crying." And mm-hmm. I took her to a her pediatrician. And she, they're like, "She just has colic." But this time around, like, I already knew it was colic. Like, I'm not as triggered by the crying. And then also, I knew like techniques on like how to hold them and how to burp them, how to help in general with like help them be more comfortable. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I- I think like yeah the second time around like that's been easier but then there are these new challenges like refusing bottles joe also has eczema having these flare-ups so that's new like this is like a new challenge that we didn't have with lucy Mm. um and that seems like hopefully she grows out of out of this like around five months otherwise it's like reading the forums about like parents with like babies with extreme eczema it's like i feel bad for them because it's like helped they feel hopeless on uh, it's just so much trial and error, like what lotions work uh, also trying to identify the triggers. um, And it's also sad. Like there's so much guilt too. Like if you're nursing, then they're like, it people are quick to blame the parents and be like, what are you eating? That is giving this baby uh, Mm -hmm. such a reaction. Hopefully it doesn't get worse, but I'm kind of like prepared that this could be a new challenge for us.
1: One thing that I've thought about and thinking if we want to have a second baby is I love Francis so much. Like, and I feel like in a lot of ways, she needs me so much. So then, and we, you kind of touched on this, like sometimes you're not able to attend to both of their needs at the same time. Do you feel like you've been able to, I'm sure have as much love, but like, there's something that it just feels
0: almost like impossible to like love two babies the same amount or like I know it is possible but it, it's almost like like do your feelings for each child differentiate or does it just feel like the love just grows well,
1: no I'm more uh, interested in about like I wouldn't want to give Francis less you know right now yeah everything so yeah I feel like I, well
2: yeah I think like you both brought up like very interesting um, topics Like, the first one, I'll just, because I can, like, briefly um, just touch on it. The concern about, like, you love one so much. How can you love, like, the other one? I definitely think, like, love grows. Because, like, you're newborn, like, you don't know them yet. And you're still trying, you're getting used to, like, this new person. But I can definitely say, like, as they're growing, like, I feel like the love grows. And your appreciation of them and, like, um they become like your little buddy and that's how I feel with Lucy it's like I yeah I love her like as a newborn but I feel like it's it's just different it's not I don't think it like love is like you you snap your finger when they come out of you and then you feel it like immediately like maybe for some people but for me like the bond definitely had to like we had to establish establish the bond and then like as she's gotten older like it's gotten way like, a, a lot of fun, um, just, like, getting to know this little person. I think that was a fear of mine of, like, not having, like, it, sharing that love. But um, it actually, like, came easy for me to, like, I, I remember in the hospital, I was holding Joe, and I'm like, oh, I like her. Like, I, I already feel, like, close to her. Awesome. Uh, so that I think that was just kind of, like, a natural, something that happened naturally. So the love already like exists and i just think it'll get better and grow and get stronger as far as feeling guilty about having two uh i definitely um felt that while i was pregnant i felt like i was still getting to know lucy and that i felt guilty that she wasn't going to get all my time and i felt like i wasn't even ready to share me with like another baby uh-huh. Even when I was like having contractions and we were like leaving for the hospital, <laughs> I woke up Lucy and I was like crying and I was giving her hugs and I'm, I just felt, had so much guilt and I was like, oh my gosh, like when I get back, everything is going to be different.
1: Yeah,
2: uh, I think once you get back, you're kind of just like, there's so many distractions and you are just trying to like be focused on being intentional with the attention you're giving each one. And I think what has helped is that every morning or night, I try to give Lucy, like, one-on-one attention. So that quality time, I think, like, has made this whole transition easier. And I think that quality time has also made, like, our bond, like, special, too. Because I'm very focused on, like, just focusing on her. I think that's kept us both close. But, yeah, there are times where it does feel, like, challenging, um when I want to be there for both of them at the same time, but I can't. This was
1: a question that has come up thinking about with two you feel like I mean you're still really in the throes of the early stages of having two but like how are you gonna go out on a date with two like do you feel like in the horizon that is possible and also like traveling with two and
2: things that like yeah how do we do it um something I already had on my mind when I was pregnant is like, I don't want two to hold me back. I don't want to like be stuck at home with two babies. So I, I still make an effort to go out, even if it's hard. So like, when I needed to go Christmas shopping, I went by myself and I took both of them and I figured out how to set up the double stroller and I, I just made it work. So I think like, I don't know, I just the mindset i just don't want it to hold me back but also another thing is like i want both the girls to have good experiences so traveling um is definitely like super important to us so i want to travel with them and we have taken them on a couple flights recently
0: how, how has that worked or how has that gone
2: uh, i would say mostly good what we've been on like four flights with them so three out of the four were good and pretty like seamless I think the last one was just super hard because we were ready to board and both of them were screaming and Lucy was having a tantrum on the ground like just sprawled out like on the her back on the ground and then like people are staring at us um but i i didn't let like that embarrass me like i'm like there's only so much we could do so i picked her up like crying and then our show our has joe crying um and we're just trying to be calm and collected <laughs> while this like, these little monsters are like we're trying to wrangle these monsters
1: when francis was kind of crying on one of our flights Mm-hmm. and it was like making me break down and cry and the stewardess came over and was like are y'all okay and I'm like sobbing and like,
2: yeah yeah
1: <laughs> yeah you can't do that you gotta hold it together I'm
2: impressed. I, did, I, did, I did do a couple solo flights um with Lucy when she was younger and I did definitely have those moments where I'm crying on the flight like it's just so hard Um, But yeah, the flight attendant for this last, most recent flight felt bad. When I asked for my wine, I didn't have to pay for it. Uh, So so that was nice.
0: (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I've actually been genuinely surprised at how sweet, like, flight attendants or sometimes other passengers have been when we've been traveling with Francis like people have been like it's okay if she cries
2: or people have like kind of given us like a little extra thing here or there it's so it's so sweet like that (laughs) reminds me like one time I was like with Lucy just by myself and the lady next to me was like oh I can hold her while you go to the bathroom and I started crying I was like that's so nice I was so like touched that like she even thought to do that
0: we did have one experience that went the other way where there was actually a person in front of us that was complaining about Francis crying for five minutes. Um, oh no. But what we, do? we just it made me
1: so mad. Yeah. I was like about to just curse this person, but <laughs> didn't do anything. No. i to comfort Francis. I
0: mean, it just made the situation like 10 times worse. Cause we just felt so upset or just like felt bad. And, you know, I almost feel like she was sort of like shaming us. Mm -hmm. But then what was interesting is like, so we landed and and we were on a layover and this woman stopped me in the, in the airport and was like, Hey, listen, your baby was incredible on the flight. And she was actually sitting next to the woman that was complaining. She was sitting right in front of us. And she was Mm -hmm. like, those people were assholes. They were total assholes. Your baby did great. Don't worry about it. And that actually made me feel a lot better because, you know, I was like, oh, God, everyone hates us on this flight. And I, like, I mean, objectively, like, Frances did pretty well on that flight. I mean, there was about a 10-minute period where she was pretty fussy. But overall, she wasn't really fussy like for the rest of the like three hour trip but during that 10 minutes is when that person started complaining out loud to other passengers and it yep. was scary. yeah, yeah
2: and I was like oh, yeah God. I I get it and that's like one of like the things that make me nervous about traveling with the little ones and I'll be honest I've like googled like what do you say when someone's complaining about your babies on a flight like what comebacks can you do <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, I feel like you almost get, like, a tougher skin or something. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um.
2: (laughs) Yeah, because really there's only so much you can do. Like, so much comforting you can do when you're confined to, like, a tiny tight space
0: yeah I, I think it also goes back to that like uh unpredictability issue right like you're like like I feel like when we travel with friends we're like there's probably like an 85% chance this is going to go really smooth but then there's like 15% chance and that she could just kind of have a little bit of a meltdown So like yeah, what totally cool. if that happens we'll just be like
2: uh <laughs> <laughs> it's right that is right it's uh, unpredictable with babies.
0: Um, okay. We just looking through the questions here, I think we'll kind of start wrapping up. We just got a couple more. Another thing that has come up when thinking about having two is does like all of the work, like, you know, laundry, like kind of more of the domestic chores, clean up after your child, obviously feeding, does all that just kind of double or do you, how has that felt for you?
2: Yeah, it totally does. Laundry has doubled for sure because well Lucy as a toddler like I on the weekends like sometimes she gets like at least two outfit changes and then Joe she always spits up on herself so she gets it so like definitely like I am doing their laundry a lot more than mine but also they're also making my laundry they're spitting up on me and like putting their food all over me so that requires like me having to do extra laundry for myself so yeah that's another thing that like increases and then lucy's eating normal food so dishes cups increases Mm -hmm. i think like one thing that a lot of parents and like myself included is um what is challenging is like all the stuff you have like all the gear and all the toys and that i think that kind of like the laundry the dishes like yeah that's fine but like I think like having all the toys everywhere and like not having good organization and just like the chaos of that is I would say is like the most challenging
0: yeah that strikes fear into my heart yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean me and I are kind of like I would say we're uh optimistically minimalist uh we're always striving to be more minimal and already with one baby like and it's funny because I feel like a lot of baby stuff is so ugly, but, like, you need it. You know, it's like, oh, she loves this, like, bouncer. It's kind of hideous, but okay, we'll have it take up half of our kitchen.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yep. <yeah. laughs> and I think, like, with the second baby, like, things have gotten uglier because <laughs> because I, like, uh, I know she'll outgrow it so fast. Like, I think with Lucy, like, I put more thought into, like, what she's wearing. And, like, I'm like, oh, I uh-huh. want but with joe i'm like oh i want to be environmentally friendly so i'm gonna get all these secondhand clothes she's wearing colors that i would have never had lucy wear uh just i'm just doing things out of convenience and Mm -hmm. uh it's just being practical and she and also she's getting like all lucy's like secondhand clothes so it's Pretty different, right?
1: But I feel like that approach is often like, yeah, with the first everything is so precious. So the second, you're just kind of like, eh, yeah, I'll be fine.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> but then generally, I feel like I'm a second baby.
2: We tend to be a little bit more laid back. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm hoping for Joe. We'll see.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of memes about the first kid. You're like checking the temperature of the room every night or you're just being so conscientious about everything you do with them and then the second kid you're just kind of like throwing them around or like just sort of
1: yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) further down the line i think you get looser and looser you're like oh what are they eating
2: oh whatever (laughs) yeah and i do actually i think like getting less strict on like wake windows and Mm. naps like i think part of it is why the sleep situation with joe is a little more challenging because i'm not keeping ourselves home for her to nap i'm like okay we have somewhere to go so i'm picking her up and like we're we're all leaving um so her it, it's not definitely not as structured so i'm like hoping this like develops this her being more adaptable but we'll see like i i don't know yet we're just like making it work but I do think, like with Lucy, I was like, okay, two hours on the dot, we're gonna put her down. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just not really possible with the second one because we have a toddler and we have like other obligations right now
1: timing breastfeeding apps and counting mm-hmm. diapers. Yeah.
2: Oh,
0: yeah. We used to mark, we used to um, report all that, record all of that.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I did do that with the first. <laughs> yeah, not the second? No, I just like mentally, like, try to keep track of no I don't log it and um I kind of mostly feed on demand to this time which last time I think I kind of I did on demand and then kind of structured it a little bit more
0: so you are gearing up to go back to work how is that going to work out like do you have childcare lined up or are you kind of a flexible schedule
2: um I'm going to be working from home we got lucky and we found a daycare that can have both the girls oh. so um yeah they're gonna be going to the same daycare um and we'll be dropping them off I know for myself I can't it's it's too hard for me to work with babies around me so for like my sanity peace of mind and like productivity like it really helps me to have them in daycare yeah well
0: that's yeah. great I'm- glad they're able to go together then it's just one drop off one pickup and they get to bond okay so just kind of like wrapping up here what factors or considerations would you suggest to families that want to have two children or in like how to transition from one to two any like unexpected consideration or things that you know now that you didn't know before
2: i think consider like the what you want your life to be like um one of the conversations we had um, on why we were decided on like two is like, I've had this discussion with my husband, like maybe we want more than two, maybe we want another one. And so it's kind of weighing like financially what you're able to do and like financially, like with two, we can have a good life for them. We can travel. Um, they can go to daycare. Uh, it's manageable for us. Oh, there's one, There's one of them. um so i think that was definitely like a consideration probably like the biggest one um we were thinking about with two kids
1: well i think that is a (laughs) the biggest picture right there is yeah how do you want to view your wife and your lifestyle and what will that look yeah
2: exactly you put it in much better words it is definitely like lifestyle we felt like with three or more, we wouldn't have been able to live the way we would want and um, give them the life that we would want them to have. Um, But with two, like we can definitely do that. Yeah. That's, I think that's like the main thing we considered and, Oh, uh, I hope this is relevant. I can't like remember like the original question, but something for uh, when we had the second, we talked about priorities. And something we are trying to be better about this time around is, like, focusing on our relationship and putting more effort into that and, like, going on dates and, like, talking to each other and not everything be about the babies. Mm -hmm. Um, We still have, like, a lot of work to do because we haven't gone on a date yet, but this is something that we know we want to work on this time around. Because I think what I wasn't prepared for was, like, how challenging having a baby is on a relationship like it's kind of a shock for sure yeah in the beginning
0: yeah that's definitely something we talked a lot about before we had Francis was this idea of almost prioritizing us not that we don't you know obviously put our relationship on hold for Francis but i feel like you're like are setting up a foundation for your kids to look towards or look to yeah. and- mm-hmm super important and yeah and we we I mean we only have one kid so it's a little bit easier but we try to go on a date once every couple weeks ideally Mm -hmm. we would do it once a week but I think when you were talking about traveling not you know trying to live your life like being like I'm gonna do this like it might be harder but I'm gonna do it and we try to do that too we obviously really like traveling and so we've just like kind of made it work and I don't want to like give up some of the things that I like to do just gonna keep doing yeah
2: yeah it because it's important to me for my daughters to know um like because I have an identity outside of being a mother um so that it's important for them for me for for me to show them that I like I have other interests and passions and like I, I right now I'm like in the thick of motherhood so it's hard for me to like even talk about it like this but my goal is that they'll see me doing other stuff that I'm interested in and that we and then and as far as my relationship that we put effort into it and that they see like a healthy relationship
1: great points and I, you know it sounds like you're on that road you're gonna start your ceramics class and
2: um... <laughs> yeah yeah making progress and I, I think like one of the helpful things is before joe was born like we had the conversation like how often do we want to go on dates like at what point do we feel like we can leave the kids with a grandparent and go away just us already putting down that like wish list of what we want to do um it's just now a matter of like let's try to make it work and fulfill these like goals that we have but yeah I, i would recommend to like a new parent like having those conversations ahead of time for sure
1: wow I feel like you've given us tons of insights and thank you so much for sharing so much of your experience and a mother of two
2: yeah thank you for having me this was such a like you you two gave me so much to think about and like I I feel inspired now to like oh I have to actually plan the date like now I have to like focus on self-care like it's easy to talk about, but it's like harder to do. But I'm glad just talking about it, putting it out there, made me need to do something.
1: Well, that sounds like you are also doing an excellent
2: job raising
0: yeah, two, baby. You're in the trenches right now.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You gotta give yourself credit. It seems like
0: hopefully it'll get easier as yeah, as Joe gets a little bit older and.
2: Yeah, we're definitely in the thick of it. I think like one of the challenging things is like I, it's hard for me to talk to people. So I hope that I (laughs) was not too awkward on your podcast.
1: No, Um, no, I I remember feeling that way, and still sometimes feel
2: that way. Yeah, I it's like the well, mom brain is real. Like I I've been full mom brain mode. Like I forget what people have asked me. I'm like just talking and talking, and then. I go off on tangents and I forget words um, well, it is true that you do lose gray matter. Yeah. I feel it.
0: <laughs> but also I think all the time that you spend at home or, or with your baby and you're not like socializing with other adults, you know, you, I think you get out of practice.
2: Oh, totally. Yeah. Just being with babies and not talking to adults, like it totally um, sucks your soul <laughs> and, that's why it's important to like work on self-care and like do things for yourself
0: Mm -hmm. well thanks again for being on lesbian moms thank you so much rate review and subscribe listen to us wherever you find and listen to your podcast i want to give a special
1: thanks to our executive producer and editor candace magania
0: if you have any questions or comments we love to hear from fellow parents our email is lesbimomspodcast at gmail.com that's les l-e-z podcast at gmail.com live laugh lesbian